Welcome, and thank you for joining us today on the Solomon's Porch Podcast with Bible teacher Barry Borthistle. Barry has been a student of the Word his entire life. As a former pastor, he understands how to disciple people in the Bible. And as a successful business owner, he brings real-world issues into perspective through the lens of Scripture. Go to solomonsporchteaching.com for the notes from this episode. Now, welcome Barry Borthistle. There's a lot of issues out there with people today and resentment and depression and so forth. I kindly suggest that most people that are going through things like this, they don't realize that they are the temple of the living God. In Matthew chapter 10, Jesus said this, are not two sparrows sold for a copper coin? Question mark. And not one of them falls to the ground apart from your father's will. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Now, that's no big deal for God for me because I'm bald. But Ruth, that's a big deal. <laughs> Do not fear, therefore, you are more value than many sparrows. Let the temple filled with his glory. Let the courts be filled with his praise. Let us worship the Lord in the holy of holies. Zion rejoices again. Let the temple. Everybody, welcome to our podcast. We uh, love the song that the Lindsay Street Eight sing. Let the temple be filled with his praises. That's what this is all about. And I do want to encourage uh, you, if you have not already done it, and many of you have, the new book, "Your Body Is God's Temple," is now available in email ebook form at the uh, outrageous price of $7, we really urge you to get it because we can't cover everything in our podcast on this exciting subject, that's for sure. But just simply go to solomonsporchteaching.com. solomonsporchteaching.com. You can order the entire book uh, that we will be covering much of it on the podcast, but not all of it. So we will uh, let you in on that information, and uh, we're glad that you are here with us today. In the book under Chapter 2, it is entitled, Understanding How Important We Are to the Lord. We talked last week about the brick-and-mortar temple with Solomon. 
Jesus Christ himself prophesied that the brick and mortar temple would be destroyed, and it was in 70 AD, and that's recorded in the book of Mark. Now, we all have respect for brick and mortar temples. There is a certain, uh, you know, you walk in and there's reverence and so forth, but compared to who you and I are, I was just thinking about what you're about to hear. It is so phenomenal of what your body, the temple, is made of. of. So I'm going to ask Ruth to read something from a Dr. Ryan Fraser. And this is also on the flyer that most of you got. So you could uh, print it off yourself. Why are you so important to God, honey? Our bodies are indeed amazing creations. Your nose has the capability of remembering 50,000 different scents. Your taste buds are replaced every 10 days. Your body sheds about 600,000 particles of skin every hour. There are 100,000 miles of blood vessels in an adult human body. While awake, the human brain produces enough electricity to power a light bulb. Human bones are ounce for ounce stronger than steel, though they are composed of 31% water. The human eye can distinguish about 10 million different colors. If uncoiled, the DNA in all the cells in your body would stretch 10 billion miles. Your brain uses 20% of the total oxygen and blood in your body. In a lifetime, your brain's long-term memory can hold as many as one quadrillion, that's one million billion, separate bits of information. Your heart will pump nearly 1.5 million barrels of blood during your lifetime, enough to fill 200 train tank cars. When you take one step, you're using up to 200 muscles. There are over 650 named skeletal muscles in the human body. Some figures suggest as many as 840. Yes, your body is an amazing organism. It's, it was made by and belongs to God. Therefore, take good care of it and use it for God's purposes. Now, that is absolutely amazing. Again, by Dr. Ryan Fraser, and it was published in the Jackson Sun. So we want to talk a little bit today about the maintenance principles of your body. Now that you know how amazing you are as God's temple, there are maintenance principles, just like your car or your home or anything else. There's upkeep that you have to do to receive the maximum benefit. And so we want to cover some of these at today. It's in chapter two in the ebook. If you have it, if you don't, I urge you to get it. King Solomon, who was the wisest, richest man that ever lived, and of course he was the one that built the amazing Solomon's temple that we have talked about. Well, Solomon left us what I call maintenance principles. He gives us 25 maintenance principles and if we obey those principles and maintain those principles, then there are 23 blessings that come with it. And so I want to go over a couple of these with you today, and Ruth's going to add one as well. Now, this is, this is really two points here that are really, really exciting that probably most people don't realize. 
In the days of the uh, Solomon's Temple, the Jewish men, what they would do, these principles were so important to them that they would tie the words of God in a pouch and put them around their neck so that these principles were with them 724. I was reminded when I was young, my mother used to tie a string around my finger to remind me to do something. Well, that's what they did. And here's why they did it. This is incredible. The Bible calls God's word the apple of his eye. Now, the apple means pupil. It is, I think, probably certainly the most important part of the eye, but it's one of the most sensitive parts of the human body. So when you think of those two things, to me, that's very, very exciting. And again, to back up who you are, as Ruth just read, I want to quote Jeremiah 29, 11 to 12. For I know the thoughts or purpose that I think toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace, which means shalom, happy, healthy, prosperity, friendly, and not of evil and to give your future hope. When we do this, here is the promise of God. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. Now, those are incredible principles and concepts that the world unquestionably needs big time today. So we're going to look at the first two maintenance principles found in Proverbs chapter 3 verses 1 to 2, and Ruth is going to read those verses. My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall add to thee. Shall they add to thee? Pardon me. So the first two maintenance principles are, number one, don't forget God's word. And we just talked about the importance of that. In fact, in John 15, verse 7, we are told that uh, the importance of God's word in our heart, and Ruth is going to read John 15, 7. If you live in me, and my words remain in you, and continue to live in your hearts, ask whatever you will, and it will be done for you. Incredible promise. Maintenance principle. The second maintenance principle in these two verses is, to obey God's word or preserve, keep his commandments. So here are the blessings. There's three blessings in these two verses. Number one, then God says, I will give you length of days, like life's worth living. Number two, long life. That's physical. Number three, I will give you peace, which means shalom, harmony, tranquility, prosperity. And it is very interesting, folks, as we go through just some of these today, that all of them apply to the three parts of the body, the physical, the emotional, the spiritual, which we have covered in the past. And Solomon, by the way, also as in the financial, which you will see in the complete study. So verses three to four, there are now three commands or three maintenance principles and two blessings. Ruth? Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them around thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart, 
so shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Well, those are the three commands. Let not mercy and truth leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on your heart. And if you do those three things, here are the rewards or the blessings of, a, of reacting to God's maintenance principles. Number one, you're going to find favor with God. That, that's pretty impressive today. We certainly live in a world where we need to find favor with God. Number two, it'll give you a good understanding with God and man. I have found in my own life, as I've applied some of these maintenance principles, that my understanding with God and man, and I want to talk about man here, is certainly uh, improving. It's it just a absolutely amazing. And that's why I want to ask uh, the Lindsay Street 8 to sing, We Are Standing on Holy Ground. Because when you realize who you are with what you've heard today, particularly from God's word and from what Ruth read, you will begin, I hope, to understand how transforming it is when you realize that you are the body of God's temple. Dave, we enjoy your singing so much. As I
The next maintenance principle is in verses five to six. Now I've asked Ruth to do the teaching on this because I have heard her say that these are two of the, her favorite verses in all of the Bible. So in this particular passage of scripture, there are three commands or three maintenance principles plus one blessing. Honey, it's all yours. Uh, so, Barry, I, I really appreciate the emphasis that we have on the scriptures in some of our teaching, because uh, some of what I feel like I say could be a little bit hollow, but the word of God is so strong and uh, equipping. So I actually memorized these two verses as a child, and I could just rattle them off quickly. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding and all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path, period. But, you know, it's been only in recent years that I slowed down enough and allowed these wonderful verses to steep and settle into my life. And so you're right. They have become my life verses. So let me read them from the Amplified Bible. Lean on, trust in, and be confident in the Lord with all your heart and mind, and do not rely on your own insight or understanding. In all your ways, know, recognize, and acknowledge him, and he will direct and make straight and plane your paths. Isn't that powerful? So I, I have a picture in my mind of leaning into the Lord Jesus and asking him for his mind. There's another verse in the Bible that says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. What could be better than knowing the mind of Christ? I often find myself asking Lord, what do you have in mind here? I want so much to know his thoughts. Now, it takes a discipline to run to him first before I start off my day and say, and I, I, I want to say, Lord, what, what are your plans for me today? It's just amazing how then I can watch him plan my day for me. I will confess as I get a little older, I can start fussing about something and then I remember that the Lord wants to straighten the path for me and make things plain. This also enlarges my prayers for family and friends and, and our world. I thank him that our children are learning to recognize God in their lives and seek him in their planning. I trust him for the needs of friends and our rocking, reeling world. I, I believe these verses are also about provision. God is providing direction on the pathway. So with confidence in my time at the kitchen sink or wherever I am through a day, I can declare that Christ Jesus is bringing parents and pastors and world leaders and Barry and me to a recognizing and acknowledging him. And he, he's showing his way of truth. God is asking for their trust in order to show the way. And he, he's calling me to lean on him today. Thank you, honey. That's very powerful. And uh, in the information in the book, the, the blessing or the reward 
that God promises to us when you follow the instructions that Ruth has just explained to you, a tremendous promise. And I get so excited when, when I read this. I, I received a, a phone call or an email the other day from someone that had ordered the, uh, well, his name is Sherry Hawkins. I'll tell her her name. And she said the most important chapters by far to her were what we're talking about today, chapter two. Because the commands are there and the blessing in what Ruth just uh, gave to you was he will direct to make righteous your paths. That's pretty powerful. All part because we are God's temple. One last we'll share with you today. And uh, this is found in verses 7 to 8. Honey? Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Now, this, this really is something. Number one, don't be wise. That means skillful or artful in your own eyes. You know, don't, don't be prideful. Number two, fear the Lord. That means to reverence or revere the Lord. Depart from evil. Don't do what's wrong. To put away, to turn away. If you, if you do those three things, here is some of the best health information you'll ever get anywhere. Because the blessings of doing those three maintenance principles are, number one, health to your navel. Well, I looked it up in the original language, and here's exactly what it says. The navel is a symbol of nourishment, like that of the mother to the unborn child. It's that beautiful. And number two, marrow to your bones, as Ruth read. Marrow keeps the bones moist and contains stem cells that carry oxygen to your body. So when you've listened to who you are today, I hope this has been a real encouragement to you, that God has made you and you are very, very special. Now, I'm going to ask Ruth to close in prayer, but then I want you to stay tuned after she prays because I have a very, very wonderful story to tell you and a great piece of music. Honey, please pray. So as we surrender this time, uh, I'm actually going to read a couple verses of Have Thine Own Way. Have Thine Own Way, Lord. Have Thine Own Way. Thou art the potter. I am the clay. Mold me and make me after thy will, while I am waiting, yielded and still. The last verse is, have thine own way, Lord, have thine own way. Hold o'er my being absolute sway, fill with thy spirit, till all shall see, Christ only, always living in me. God bless you all. Thank you, Ruth. I want to tell you a story that will illustrate just how important you are. There's a lot of issues out there with people today and resentment and depression and so forth. I kindly suggest that most people that are going through things like this, they don't realize that they are the temple of the living God. In Matthew chapter 10, Jesus said this, Are not two sparrows sold for a copper coin? Question mark. And not one of them falls to the ground apart from your father's will. 
but the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Now, that's no big deal for God for me because I'm bald, but Ruth, that's a big deal. <laughs> Do not fear, therefore, you are more valued than many sparrows. A couple months ago, I was sitting doing my studying and a sparrow hit the window. And uh, that's kind of common where we live. And, and, and many times they break their neck. Well, this one didn't, but it fell to the ground. And uh, it was there. And, and I thought of this first. So I said, Lord, you've just seen that little sparrow fall. I hope he can fly away. That little thing was obviously stunned probably sat there for five to ten minutes. And then I looked out and I saw him fly away. And I thought of this first, that if God cares that much for sparrows, how much more does he care for you and I as his temple? And we're going to listen to a beautiful song by Ethel Waters talking about God and the sparrow, that his eye is on the sparrow, and my friend, his eye is upon you. God bless. Should I feel discouraged? Or why should the shadows come? Why should my heart my heart be lonely away away from heaven and home when Jesus is he's my portion my constant, oh, my constant friend, my friend is he. For if his eye, if his eye is on a sparrow, just think of a sparrow, then I know, I really he watches me, he watches me, his eye is on the sparrow. And I know that he watches me. So I sing because I'm Because I'm 
Mother's Day that he watches. 